Welcome to Great Stories with Charles Morris. Guess who's speaking to you today from the Haven Ministries office and our studio in Southern California. Well, I'm actually in the office, literally, for the first time in a year and four months. And I have something special for you today. One of the most amazing things we've done over the last few years is put on the air someone named Jay Stalker, who came up with something called Scripture Lullabies. He wanted to minister to young children who had trouble going to sleep at night. And so he came up with these Scripture Lullabies. Well, little did he know, it would be people even my age that were ministered to by his music. And it's been highly successful and it's highly rated on Amazon. Well, he now has volume four that's just come out. And it's very interesting because people on our team here at Haven Ministries had been listening to him for years, grown-ups, and had been being blessed by the music that he produces and his album series called Hidden in My Heart. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to travel to Fort Collins, Colorado. And we did that with masks in airplanes, in airports, because my wife's mom was about to die and she lived near Jay Stalker. And so we spent a week with my dying mother-in-law, masks and all, and then I was able to go up one day and our executive producer flew in from Southern California with his mask and we interviewed Jay Stalker. I also had a great lunch, my first restaurant meal out in a year at a Mexican restaurant in Fort Collins. So without any further ado, I want you to meet Jay Stalker, the writer or composer of the Hidden in My Heart series. Welcome to Haven Today, and this is a special program coming to you from the front range of the Colorado Rockies. And we're going to meet up with someone who most of the time is behind the curtain, but is coming out in front of the curtain this time. He's the founder of Scripture Lullabies. He'll tell us more about what that is, and no doubt you've probably heard it. So, it's good to be with you in your neck of the woods, yeah. on the front range of the Rockies. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much, Jay. Great to have you, have you here, Charles. Good to finally meet you uh -huh. in person. Have a little great Mexican yeah. food mm -hmm. together. Yeah, it was a, a good lunch that we had. Yeah, it yeah. was. For many years, you started your younger life uh, writing music for group publishing. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me a little bit about that. What, what kind of music would you be writing for group, which is headquartered not far from your home where we yeah, are Yeah, they're about 20 minutes west of us, so to, right in front of the mountains on the way to Estes Park. Um, and I've worked for them for a number, number of years, done their, their music, their BBS mm -hmm. music particularly. Um, and yeah, we've written a number of programs for them, a number of songs. I think we calculated one time it was over 250 songs that I had written mm -hmm. for group mm -hmm. publishing for their mm -hmm. different curriculums and BBS and, and mm -hmm. things like that. But along the way, not too mm -hmm. many years ago, you had an idea with mm -hmm. your wife, Trina. Tell me what yeah. that idea was. Yeah. And you know, uh, another uh, story I don't think I've ever actually told you about is um, 
I was considering, I was trying to kind of work my way into the Nashville production music scene at one time. And this mm -hmm. would have been um, over 10 years ago. And I went down there, they had, they used to have a thing in Estes Park called Praise in the Rockies. Oh, I remember they, that. Yeah. Yes. And then they had a sort of a, a similar thing in Nashville. Um, and it was uh, the GMA music convention where yes. they would bring everybody together. And it was a big networking thing that they would do. And I remember at that time I had, I was producing a record for somebody and I was out there all summer that summer. And I went to the GMA thing and I had a manager and I had a, 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 um, a writing deal with Word Records at the time. Word mm -hmm. I think has been absorbed by it's somebody else. It's been absorbed several times, yeah. I think, I since don't know, then. Right, what they are now, but they, <laughs> um, but they were Word at the time and I had a publishing, a writing slash publishing deal with them. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to the GMA Awards and I remember calling my wife Trina that night and I said, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, to strive for this. I had been striving for that my whole life. Like that's what you do. That's sort of the natural progression. As a musician, yeah. whether in Christian music or any other mm -hmm. kind of music. Then. Right. You're trying to work your way into that. And I called my wife that night and I said, and I ripped up, I got home, I ripped up the Word Records contract and mm. that was it. And I said, I don't care if I have to do children's music the rest of my life, I, I will do that because that's what God has for me right now. And so that's what I'll do. Jay Stocker, you were a wise man in wanting to return mm. to the Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> As they say here, when I lived yeah. in Colorado Springs, it's always a beautiful day in the Rockies. That is, you needed to just come home. Right. And you did. And I did. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, I re and it was actually three months after that happened that uh, I, the, the idea of scripture lullabies, and I've told you that story, I just woke up in the middle of the night and thinking of the scripture lullabies and I got my computer out and I'm looking uh, to see if anybody else had scripturelullabies.com. Does somebody already have that? No one had used the name. And nobody had was was doing so it. So this like came out of a dream maybe? Mm -hmm. You wake up, you yeah. couldn't go back to sleep. Yep. And and but what did scripture lullabies mean to you mm -hmm. as you began to think about it? Yeah. Well, I, to me, it seemed like a very obvious thing because you want, as a kid, when I grew up, my mom, she would give me a nickel for every scripture that I learned. And, and those scriptures have I would have memorized me. a lot more scripture had my mother given me a <laughs> nickel a good, every time. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great incentive. And, and, but that's, that's how I learned so much scripture. Okay. And so I would say, for me, to be able to pass that on to other kids, um, that was really sort of, obviously, you know, just finding an idea that worked in music was a big, was a, a, a good thing for us, but to, to actually have the purpose behind it of, of kids learning scripture, not just kids, it's, it's become adults now, learning scripture and really having that scripture get into their hearts through the music, because I think through music, it, it really gets in there a lot more, it permeates into their soul yes. a lot more deeply and more memorably than it does just with learning scripture. Why people remember hymns, right? you know, that they sang their whole yep. life growing up, or praise songs mm -hmm. of later generations too, yep. I think. So you had this idea in the middle of the mm -hmm. night, you searched online, 
No one had taken the name Scripture Lullabies. I'll never forget the first time we interviewed Jay. Mm -hmm. You actually were thinking at the beginning that this would be music for children, mm -hmm. yeah. which it is, right. but it's more. Yeah, and, and the other interesting part to that story is that Scripture Lullabies was supposed to be a seed project for a bigger Christian kids label that's what we had envisioned. So mm -hmm. a praise music, all sorts of stuff for kids. That was gonna be the thing. Well, we did Scripture Lullabies was the initial seed, original project for mm -hmm. that. And it took off right out of the gate, so much so that we just said, this is our thing. This is what we're gonna do. And as God says, my ways are not your ways. Yep. You, you, you thought you knew what he was calling mm -hmm. you to do, but he had additional plans sure for did. what you were to do yeah, then. Absolutely. Yeah, and it is interesting how you never know the journey that you're gonna go, the road that you're gonna go down and how we plan things. And actually that's one of the songs is, for I know the plans I have for you, says mm -hmm. the Lord, and now mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they're his plans and his thoughts and his ways are higher than our, our ways and thoughts. You actually uh, are just releasing your fourth volume, volume four, of Scripture Lullabies. You started out with the first volume of Scripture Lullabies. You were targeting children, mm -hmm. but as you've told me more than once, all of a sudden people who were yeah. much older began being blessed by music that in your mind you were just writing for children. Right, yeah. we. Um, it's interesting because recently we met with a marketing company, which we've done before, and we tried to explain to them that hmm. our demographic is so wide. It's, it's we like to say, from 2 to 92. Mm -hmm. And they, they don't ever believe you. They think certainly you have to sort of hone in on this, a, de a certain demographic. It's, you know, 25 to 35-year-old mm -hmm. uh, women who've, with toddlers or children. And we said, no, I don't think it's that. And so they did the research, they went through the whole process and came back and said, you're right. You know, this, mm. this music sort of has transcended the lullaby genre, uh, which you think of for kids and babies. And mm. uh, it's gone way beyond that. And we, we hear all the time that, that adults, people going through difficult times or just generally like they want an atmosphere of worship mm. and peace in their homes they they listen to this music for that purpose. Hey, after our interview, my 88-year-old mother-in-law oh. is dying right now, and she's in hospice care, and we were telling her about my spending time with you and what you mm -hmm. did, and she said, can I have one of Mr. Stocker's CDs? Mm -hmm. So you're gonna minister to somebody that's almost 100 just wow. after this interview is over. Jay, what's probably the most impacting song to you that you've ever written? To you. Mm. I would say the first song on the very first song, the first album of Scriptural Lullabies, Hidden in My Heart, is Be Still and Know. And I think that song mm -hmm. is just so peaceful. The way it just, it just, there's a piece about it that you can just almost feel as soon as the music plays, even before mm -hmm. she starts to sing. So I would say that's one of them that 
has been very impactful. Um, and then uh, off of this album, so Psalm 91. The new album. The new album. Volume 4, I've yeah. hidden in my heart. Mm -hmm. yes. Volume 4. Um, Psalm 91 is one that we have done. So mm. uh, I'll, I will dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the chorus, um, I will save the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. And that is such a loaded scripture. When you think about that, what the Lord is saying there, I will dwell in the house of the Lord and, uh, and trust in Him. You know, And you are in His covering. You're in, in God's uh, the place where he is, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. there's such comfort and peace in that place. Um, and I feel like that the way that song came together is so powerful and it really communicated. So it's not just the scripture, but the song, the way the song communicates the scripture is very powerful. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect time and a place to listen to some of your music from Hidden in My Heart and from this new album that uh, we're just releasing here on Haven Today from Psalm 91. I will dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. I will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Surely you will deliver me. You will make a way with your Jay, as I think about this new album, uh, it's meeting a need that you didn't even realize existed mm -hmm. when you started writing the album pre-COVID, pre a year ago. You want right. to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. What's interesting about this album is the last one that we released was released over seven years ago. And so I began writing this album right after that. So that would have been right after 2013. Some of these songs were written in 2014, 2015. Mm -hmm. And it has just been almost a labor. The whole, the whole process has been a journey and it's been laborious to get there to where we, with, with the songs, where we felt good about the songs. Mm -hmm. And the, I realize now, you know, I'm not just gonna put something out that whatever songs come to me and I just put them out on an album. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've really tried to be a good steward of 
of the material God's giving me and really trust in his timing. And this has really been a waiting process and a timing, trusting in God's timing mm. for this album because now I realize why, what God was sort of, his timing is perfect, we have to trust that. And all of that was happening so that we could get to this point. Here we are in 2021, having gone through what we've gone over the last Mm. year and I know exactly you and your wife have had COVID mm -hmm. and recovered from it yes. too yep. um, I'm socially distancing from you but mm -hmm. I wore a mask into your house today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we're clear maybe we're not but yeah we did have it back in November it is it is interesting isn't it how you set out to write music for someone with anxiety uh, for mm -hmm. someone who's totally stressed out and it turned out it was also for someone trying to make it through right. uh, a time of COVID, a mm -hmm. pandemic all over the world. And I think this music really meets yeah. that need, mm -hmm. meets my need and the need of many others. Yeah. Not just my 98-year-old dying mother-in-law yeah. either. What's another song on this album? that really you've, you sensed the spirit of the living God giving mm -hmm. you, helping you to write, helping you to bring about. Yeah, I think the song, My Hope is in the Lord, actually, it's the... Mm -hmm. the is that an original or is mm -hmm. that from a hymn? Or no, that's, a, it's that's original. It's original. Tune? Yeah, all of the songs on this are original. Okay. Um, and that, that song is... Uh, I wait, where does my help come from? My hope comes from the, lo the Lord. Yes. Um, and that's what the scripture in the song is. And it talks about how we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what's going on around us, but in everything, our hope is in the Lord. And uh, that would be a good one to play for your audience too. I think mm. it will really I think minister. we should hear that. Yeah. just joined us you're listening to Haven today and uh, 
Jay, I've told you this story before, but when um, we have program meetings and we decide, you know, we pray, you know, Lord, tell us what we should put on the air, mm -hmm. and everything's fair game. And when um, our digital director uh, and graphic artist first brought up scripture lullabies, I will confess to you I left. We're a Christian radio program started way back in the 1930s during the Depression. And what would we do putting on scripture lullabies? So I actually gave it a listen. And uh, I liked what I heard. Mm -hmm. And I understand why you tell me this is music that isn't just for kids. Yeah which you never expected it to be, but it's for a wide range of people mm -hmm. as well. What have you heard from other people? What do people yeah. tell you? Yeah, and we actually hear a lot from people from your audience uh, who write From the Haven and, Today Yeah, and audience. they say, we heard, I heard this from Charles Morris on the, the radio, so mm. I think that's really neat mm. when we hear that. Well, somebody listens to the program, yeah. then, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people do. And, and I think that we... People always say that this music is different than Christian music, and that's not a knock on Chris, Christian music. Not but that it's not Christian music. No, no, not at all. But yes. it has a different sound to it, and a different, um, you know, just a different feel to it than all the Christian music that you hear. And so we hear that a lot. That's that's one of the things we hear, is that it it ministers to them in a very deep way, mm. you know, that they mm. can't get from any other music. And mm. I, I really feel like music, people should feel something when they listen to music, you know. I, I always, when I listen to even 80s music, it, it all, it takes me back, it makes me feel something. Or when, I, when I'm watching a movie and, a, and the, the score of that film, it makes you feel something, it you know. It touches your emotions, yeah. touches your heartstrings, yes. In, in a way that nothing else can, you know. And so I feel like the vehicle for scripture to get into people's hearts in such an emotional way, a, touch, a way that touches them that like nothing else can, mm. um, I think is so powerful. And so that's what I, I feel like people really feel something when they listen to scriptural advice because of the way we've put the music together. Jay, you've, you've already shared with me how your mom used to give you a nickel every time you would mm -hmm. memorize a verse of scripture. I should mention for people who joined us that you're also a PK. Your dad was mm -hmm. a pastor. Yeah. Uh, moving from Nebraska, you even lived in, in North Platte, and, mm -hmm. but at a young age moved to Colorado and your, your father uh, grew a church. And uh, so you had that background, mm -hmm. uh, but somehow being raised in that environment, but then something else happened that allowed you for the Lord to use you to write mm -hmm. this style of music that seems to appeal to such a yeah. wide group. Uh, I don't understand that. Maybe you mm -hmm. do, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think even when I was like maybe 14 years old in the church, I would be up and playing the piano during mm -hmm. ministry time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, the sound that you hear on scriptural lullabies, it's almost like me sitting at the piano playing during a time of ministry at church. And so it's almost like I grew up in that environment and mm -hmm. it was a natural progression for me to to go into what 
I do now. And um, I, I've always been drawn to um, movie score music and mm -hmm. it kind of a more epic kind of a music, which is what this sort of has. A bit of a, a Hollywood sound, yeah. but I don't mean that in a mm -hmm. bad way. We were founded as a ministry in Hollywood, mm -hmm. so Hollywood can't be all bad. No. Uh, the Lord can even use right. a Hollywood sound, can't he? And yes. it's timeless. I mean, that music, That's when you true. listen to movie scores from 30 years ago, they sound very similar to what they do now. Mm. And so that timeless element is part of our music now. And I don't know, I've just been drawn to to that kind of music and mm -hmm. peaceful music. Whenever any, anybody asks me to sit down at the piano, I don't play crazy ragtime music. You're I not play, Liberace no, on the uh -uh. piano or anything. I'm not a virtuoso. But, I just yes. play quiet, peaceful music. That's what comes out of me naturally. So it's almost like that's just what God had for me. And so that's what I do. And that's how I compose music. Tell you what we ought to do. We ought to listen to a little bit from another song that you have on this new Hidden in My Heart, Volume 4, that's taken so many years to produce and it just took the COVID pandemic for you to mm -hmm. finally release it. What's another song that you could share with us a little bit? Yeah, I think a, a great one to play would be um, Creating Me a Clean Heart. Um, mm -hmm. And we did that one with a, a full orchestra and uh, it's a beautiful song, so I think that would be a great one to play for you. And that's another song that's based on scripture, mm -hmm. of course. Absolutely. Created yep. me a clean There are a lot heart. of psalms from, on this album. It just happened that way, but there are a lot of psalms. Hey, the psalms. what do we need the most when our mm -hmm. hearts are crying out to the Lord for yeah. everything going on around us? I think the psalms are a good starting yeah. point, Jay. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. Jay Stalker with Scripture Lullabies. Let's talk a little bit about how you actually bring a song together. This is not you sitting at a synthesizer and, and putting together 20 tracks of different instruments. Mm -hmm. uh, you like to use real instruments, not uh, synthesized mm -hmm. instruments. Yeah. But tell us, how do you make it come to a recording? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it actually... It starts with me on just my piano, right? Um, and it's a keyboard, and I sort of mock up the parts that that are going to be there. So mm -hmm. the the orchestra, I will do a, a fake string orchestra, um, and I'll put those parts down, and I'll put a guitar, and it'll be a a synthesized guitar, and then we went out to this time we went out to Tennessee to record a, a orchestra, mm -hmm. um, a large orchestra. 50-some-piece uh, string section, and then we did some brass. It's a modest orchestra, yeah. I would say. <laughs> it was a neat a neat group. Um, maybe we can get you some video of that as well that you could pop, pop in here. Um, but uh, the, And then they sort of recreate. I have a, an orchestrator who takes my parts, okay. and he transcribes them onto paper, and then the string players, 
they play it, it's amazing, they play it down almost the first time perfectly. Mm. So you put it in front of them and they just play it right down. And mm. we stack it once, so it's you hear it's basically that orchestra twice. So it's a hundred piece string mm -hmm. section. Yeah, yes. essentially it is. And then we also, we record some of the vocals out there in Tennessee. Mm. Uh, and then one of the, the gals who sings on there, she came here and she, she sings here. Okay. And then uh, another one of the guys, he actually has a studio at his home. And so he, I send him the tracks and he does mm -hmm. the singing. And then it's just a whole lot of editing and mixing and uh, that goes into that to, to get the complete product. For no one that's ever been in a studio seeing this process done or the editing process mm -hmm. done later, we're several decades, a few decades past uh, just the whole group, vocals, orchestra, coming mm -hmm. into one studio, yeah. doing it all in one take, and right. that's it. We've yeah. got a keeper. Uh, it's not mm -hmm. how it's done today, is it? Yeah, I, I wish it was still done that it, way. It would be easier, I would be it? done a long time ago on this <laughs> album. <laughs> that would be nice. Jay, we've talked about so much, but let's talk about you and the Lord. You don't do what you do to make money. You didn't set out to make money. Uh, why do you do what you do that it turns out the Lord has blessed? Mm -hmm. That's a, a great question. Um, you know, and every, everybody has a choice what they do, and I could have done secular music. Um, and I think the reason that we have, well, I know the reason that we've, done what we have with with producing children's Christian music and just Christian music is uh, when I was a kid we there was a, a record and it was actually a vinyl record that my I was homesick from school one day I'm old enough to remember those remember things, those yeah. Jay. yes <laughs> but there was a husband wife team and they had their daughters and they would sing and my mom put that record on for me so I had this album, and at the end of the album, they did a salvation invitation. Like an, and, an altar call. Yeah, an altar call. Okay. And, and I gave my life to the Lord listening to that album mm. when I was four years old. Mm. And so for me, a huge part of the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is to pass along that opportunity you know, mm -hmm. to somebody else through, through music, because it was a music album that I gave mm -hmm. my life to the Lord. And... Uh, to be able to give that to so many other kids and, and even adults as they listen and are moved by the Lord's Spirit. Um, I mean, and like I said earlier, music moves you. Music mm -hmm. actually does something on the inside of you. And I don't think that... The it, Spirit can the use spirit, music yeah. to convict. Exactly, yes. yep. Yeah. And I think that that doesn't happen with secular music. Um, mm -hmm. I know it doesn't like it does with Christian mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a question, and I'll be bold mm -hmm. in asking this, but I've asked you this before, and I ask people who we interview on this program. Jay Stocker of Scripture Lullabies, many years after you listened to that vinyl record and mm -hmm. gave your heart to the Lord, what does Jesus mean to you? He means everything to me. Mm -hmm. uh, he's blessed our lives. I'm married now for 28 years. Mm -hmm. I have three amazing kids who serve the Lord and I wouldn't have any of that without the Lord and what he's done for me and how he's redeemed my life. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I don't have a, a renegade story 
being a PK, you would expect that because most do, but I don't. Um, but at the same time, I know what God and has done for me and what he's given to me. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's everything. That's everything mm. to, to us as Christians, as believers. Mm. Jay, would you mind just leading us in prayer that the Spirit of the living God would speak to each of us and to draw us to Christ. For some of us, faith in Christ for the first time, and for others, just continuing faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. Would you yeah, lead us? Absolutely. God, I, th I thank you for your divine inspiration in our lives in, in so many different ways with music and with teaching and with um, radio, with all the different mediums that you communicate to us and you inspire us and uh, Lord it's just a way that you speak to us and I thank you that your voice is present and it's there for us to hear and God as we all have our journey of faith uh, Lord we're in different walks of life um, Lord I thank you that you are there you're watching over us you're ever-present you're omnipresent and you are uh, able to provide us with peace, the peace that passes all understanding, um, the peace that guides our heart. And Lord Jesus, I just ask that if there's anybody listening right now who needs a confirmation that you are there, Lord, that you would speak to them. You would, they would know in their spirit that, that something is going on there, that you are speaking to them. You are moving them on the inside. Yes. And for those who may not know you, Lord, uh, I ask that you would supernaturally just almost like a thunderbolt speak to them right now you would trigger something on the inside of them that they know that their heart is yearning for you and that only you will satisfy them only you will make them whole and complete and so God I ask that right now you just minister to every listener every ear that's hearing right now uh, in a fresh new way and in an encouraging way uh, that they need to hear and they need to feel inside right now in Jesus name. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your blessing, Lord. And just ask that you bless this audience in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Jay Stalker, my brother in the Lord. Thanks for spending time and welcoming uh, our executive producer, Troy Lambert and me to the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. And it really did turn out to be a beautiful day in the it Rockies. Did. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't come 10 days ago when it was three feet of snow. <laughs> the Lord is good. Bless you, yeah. my brother, and bless Hidden in My Heart, Volume 4. Thank you for having me on again. Mm. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining us on Great Stories with Charles Morris. And I'm so thankful we could spend time with this creator of Scripture Lullabies, Jay, coming to us from his home in Colorado. And I got out to Colorado and actually got out of my house and my little area where I live for the first time in over a year. Don't forget to subscribe to this weekly podcast or visit us at haventoday.org. Links are in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please rate our podcast and leave us a review. However you plan to stay connected, I hope you'll join us next time, where again, we'll be sharing this magnificent great story that's all about Jesus on Great Stories with Charles Morris. <laughs>